0: You're listening to the Roost podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Squawk Talk.
1: Hey everyone.
0: It, it doesn't that sound a little bit different? I actually said Squawk Talk this time instead of the Roost.
1: Oh my god. You're actually improving. It's
0: actually like changing. <laughs> I think our little bit of a break actually helped. Woohoo! So, a lot of stuff has happened since the last time we broadcasted, right, Chels?
1: Oh, sweet, merciful God.
0: Like, uh, for example, Pokemon Sun and Moon just came out.
1: <laughs>
0: like, the whole idea. Like, not going to say that you guys should feel privileged that we're not currently playing Pokemon Sun and Moon. Oh, my while God, podcasting. it evolves into
1: a freaking toucan. Hey, put it away. Put no. it away. Oh, I have the Pokedex open. I didn't realize that it turned into a. F- I
0: know, it looks amazing <sighs> to put it away.
1: No, I'm actually going to be using this, so Mwahaha.
0: Okay, so I guess what we could do is we could do a little bit of chatting about what we've been up to, kind of why we haven't been broadcasting, and what's going to come from us in the future. Chelsea.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Hi. <laughs> so, uh, essentially, we've been doing craft shows back to back to back every weekend. And conventions. Like, well, craft shows, conventions, whatever, for the past, like, three weeks or so?
1: Bingo. Essentially
0: since we last recorded mm-hmm. and we thought that we'd be able to kind of go in between and record during the stuff, but we nope. cannot.
1: <laughs> Sp- Multitasking is not something we can we do. We
0: usually have like a a break weekend, you know, like in between, but we did not this time. We just went one after another after another. Hell, this may be even the first time that someone listens. Like, this may be their first new episode since we met you at a convention. So if we met you at a convention, please, you know...
1: Or, you know, like, totally pre-release night, midnight release of Pokemon Sun.
0: Yeah. Which,
1: thank you to everybody who played along and just had fun while we were waiting for our copies. We'll go more
0: into that. But I think what we really need to talk about is, is that I got a new computer
1: oh god you did your crazy behemoth of a beast
0: i know it's great and i love every second of it and the
1: interns are messaging us
0: (laughs) oh my lord but okay so let's talk about uh now that i have a new computer i can do a couple of new things that are fun for us all right we may start (laughs) streaming a little bit for the roost
1: what i know right that's insane but what are we gonna be playing retro games rhythm games totally not normal games that everybody knows
0: i'm just gonna spoil it for you right now what? we're gonna be playing batman arkham asylum but what
1: i can't play those games that's
0: okay we can hang out and, or we could do like man retro I,
1: games we could do retro games. games
0: we could do other stuff and then not just that DDR. but ddr i'm gonna start uh, allowing us to kind of like Tune everything up that we do and also throw it up onto the YouTube. But by the way, we have a YouTube now. Yay! You don't want to shill <laughs> about the YouTube, Chels?
1: Um, um, Chelsea's um...
0: Chelsea's just like, we have a YouTube now, that's um, it.
1: Yeah, we do. It's
0: YouTube.com slash...
1: A whole bunch of letters and everything because we haven't hit, like, the... 100 subscriber count yet. You need 100 subscribers to get a custom URL.
0: That's not true. Yes, it is. All right, just search "to the roost" podcast. On we you-
1: come up before Rooster Teeth.
0: Oh my gosh! Search the Roost podcast on YouTube, and then you will be you will find us there.
1: And um, pretty much everyone's like, "Oh, that's so cool that you come up before that." I'm like, "Yeah." And Miles Luna can kiss my ass. Not really. Just just please, please stop reiterating that church is dead. Please. Okay. It breaks so, my heart. Damn
0: it. On top of all that. So we Miles have a Luna, YouTube channel on our podcast. so I get to do new stuff. Uh, YouTube, what do you get to
1: do?
0: Uh, like, you know, like maybe if we do a stream of something on Twitch or something, maybe from there we get to like put, you know, little videos onto YouTube of what we played through. What? Maybe we get to do like special shows that are YouTube exclusive, you know, but then eventually we'd be moved on to other stuff.
1: We also like totally have a Patreon too. We do have a Patreon.
0: We may have to make like a little Patreon commercial for you guys. I think we should. And it'd probably be a video on YouTube and then a radio ad too.
1: I I think we do need this.
0: I think it would be nice to have in our life, right?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So we have a lot of stuff going on. Oh, God. On top of that, I'm also streaming on Twitch now. That is a thing. You guys can find me on Twitch. You can find Chelsea on Twitch, too, doing art stuff.
1: Hiya! Which I'm probably going to be doing after this.
0: Yeah, so it's not like... And I
1: wholeheartedly apologize for the, what, week and a half of FNAF artwork.
0: Oh, yeah. FNAF still freaks me out.
1: Oh, my God. And I still have to play through the fourth and second games.
0: Right! Sister Location came out before the last time we recorded, too, because we recorded before
1: Halloween. Oh my god, please. There's a lot of stuff for
0: us to talk about. If
1: anyone knows how to fix the bug where your mouse moves, for the love of god, I I will give you like a full art digital commission of whatever the hell you want. I don't care if it's smut. Seriously. We have tried uninstalling and reinstalling the freaking game. Right. We cannot get past Circus Baby's input. Okay. Because our mouse keeps moving on itself. And it's not supposed to do that.
0: Have you tried not using a wireless mouse? We
1: have tried a the highest Black Mamba DPS mouse. And it still moves. Where okay. we turn the DPS down, like, its sensitivity to the lowest where you have to, like, drag it all the way across.
0: Right. It, it still moves.
1: Oh, my God, it does. It just moves on its own. All right. We have well, tried using the touchpad. We have tried using three different stylists and uh, actual drawing are pads. Are you sure it's
0: not a mechanic that you're supposed to fight against? No,
1: because other streamers don't have it. We've looked up YouTube videos, and Markiplier didn't have it either, if I'm right. Okay. It, it's just a bug with ours, and I don't know what to do. Well, panic is the
0: first... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Don't okay. panic is the first thing you're supposed to do, right?
1: Okay, we've spent six hours trying to beat this freaking three-second prompt oh, and we can't
0: and then on top of that the new magic decks came out too the i Commander wanted decks.
1: to we'll do that after the break because after I, the break? I yes because i want to do a whole segment on magic please oh my lord can we
0: actually bring someone in for the magic segment
1: well not uh yeah i guess we could
0: i want to uh, kind later, of later
1: we'll we'll introduce that one but i want to jump into yeah, uh, yeah go do what you need to do freaking pokemon no i i want to jump into pokemon so well badly. can
0: we can we talk about other stuff before like? pokemon uh, Overwatch. Pokemon. Overwatch first. <laughs>
1: okay, yes, Overwatch. Oh, dear God, Sombra. Because Sombra
0: came out. So, like, the Boop. only reason I'm saying that we don't talk, to, talk about Pokemon right away is because we talk about Pokemon every single episode. Boop. So I want to go through every single non-Pokemon thing that we're doing, <laughs> and then we could talk about Pokemon. <sighs> Hell, we should make a whole show just about us talking about Pokemon.
1: <laughs> we totally
0: could. And you know what, though? It would probably do better than our normal show.
1: I think we need to do that as a YouTube show.
0: But who would we get to talk about Pokemon? Um, We could probably do you, me, and then a rotating guest. Or, like, you along with sometimes me, sometimes another member of the family, the Roost family. Hi, I know, you're talking about yourself, I understand that.
1: I wish we could... We need to have a YouTube, like a little camera of us one time while we record kind of like the k-rock uh creeper cam yeah just for one episode so people can see what we do when we record just for the fun why event. don't
0: we just do it in general for when we do like our secondary shows so like <laughs> we'll do a rotating schedule oh, excuse me we'll do a rotating schedule so oh like, my let's...
1: god we're gonna have a schedule i feel so official
0: <laughs> well what i mean is is that like you know we'll do like the etc podcast right so like it'll be like pokemon one episode um <laughs> then, like, uh, we'll Magic, the other episode. And then the third episode is whatever we damn well please. <laughs> and then we go back to Pokemon. Then we go back to Magic. Then we go down back to whatever we damn well please. Oh yeah, You know what I mean?
2: All
1: righty, all righty.
0: Okay, so from there, let's talk about uh, Overwatch. Overwatch. Sombra Thanks. came out. Uh, yep. I, I kind of jumped on the Overwatch train a little bit late this time, like, you know, coming back to play Sombra, because last time I was playing on my laptop and it didn't really play too well with Overwatch. Now I'm playing it. Freaking love it, freaking love Sombra. Sombra's the
1: crap, like the shit, the shit. That's what I'm trying to say. The shit. Wow, you you just derped hardcore there. I'm Fight supposed me, to be nerd. The, I'm supposed to be the exhausted one. So on top of that, like Sombra has
0: like the digital cyberpunk hacker type deal, which I love that type of finesse. It's fucking amazing. And on top of that, you know. She's a light attack character. When I say light, you know, she uses, like, a small SMG, like a machine pistol, like, kind of like Tracer does.
1: Oh, my gosh. We have a cat meowing in the background. I I was going to say she has an SMG. Like, a mini SMG. Yeah. a That's not a little Tracer pistol. Well,
0: it's a light SMG, right? So, a light SMG is, like... Uh, it it is an assault weapon whatever it doesn't matter whole entire point is is that it's fucking awesome and it's the thing that I love to do in like shooter-esque games I love having like machine guns it's like one of my favorite things
1: alright alright and all right. not just
0: that but she also has like movement abilities that aren't tied to like blinking like tracer so which I love a lot more and she kind of just fucks with the map which I adore and she has really fucking awesome skins and I just love Sombra like, it, 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 she's like one of my top favorite characters Aww. already. That and then Junkrat, Junkrat's best waifu.
1: You're you're freaking nuts.
0: Okay, so enough Overwatch. I talk. like
1: her augmented skin
0: though. Oh, are you looking at the skins right now? Ooh. I'll show you. And Lumewertos is
1: really pretty too.
0: So now that we've talked about Overwatch, right? I got to talk about something else that came out this week too. Mm-hmm. You don't care as much because I tried to show it to you and you're like
1: no way like they got a new much. freaking uh map as well, well yeah
0: they they added a new map to overwatch
1: yeah it's argentine oh and no, argentina dirk a dirk a dirk no it's antarctica
0: oh oh no no i'm sorry the germany one was the one that they added like a couple months ago then they added now, antarctica What is the arcade the arcade is a special mode in which you can play like uh, it was like so in
1: one v one, six v six with random characters.
0: Yep, and they also added a three v three mode too. Aww. Yeah, I mean, a couple buddies picked up the three v three mode. It was great. I loved every second of it.
1: Sweetness.
0: So, uh, Digimon Next World Order came out. Like, the trailer came out, and I fucking adore it. Oh my god. Omnimon was shown. Omnimon's the jam. I have to sneeze. Give me a sec. Never. Hey! <laughs> Excuse JJ. me. So uh, Omni or Omnimon's in it. Omnimon's the jam. I have an Omnimon figure. Uh, you have the
1: special. What is it? S arts. Uh, D arts. No, you have the S art of.
0: Oh yeah, no, I have the S H figure arts. Yeah, of Omnimon because they don't make a D arts figure Omnimon. But that's okay because the D arts figure, uh, it's actually smaller but more well done than the S H art ones. The D art ones actually look a little bit more like professional while the sh art ones look more like i
1: thought it was the other way around
0: nope the sh art ones look at uh look actually more cartoony oh wow which i still which i kind of enjoy um in the bigger figures so now i'm debating if i change my lineup at work to be you know uh omnimon alphamon WarGreymon, and then for the last little slot i have there it's either going to be metal uh, or imperial German
1: um, fighter ex- mode. Excuse me. What's up? Why are you not doing my baby and my lovely? Which one? Any of the Garurumons. Yeah, Metal Garurumon. Any of them?
0: Uh, because I'm debating whether or not I want like another Ultraform or if I want to put like the Omnimon package in there. No. So do the Omnimon package with Metal Garurumon.
1: Yes. All
0: right, fine. I'll pick up a Metal Garurumon
1: good. So,
0: all right, so Next World Order is great because it's all about how from what it looks like, this guy's returning back to the digital world or he's going back to playing the original Digimon or something like that.
1: Well, he said it's been 7 years in the trailer.
0: Yeah. Uh and so his partners are War Greymon and Metal which I freaking love. Like so like it's obviously Agumon and Gabumon. And, like, from what I can see, like, you can turn them into different forms, but they're your partners.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And then you have to fight against a, uh, god, machine German?
1: The, the, the cat's causing problems. Yeah, the cat may be
0: causing problems.
1: Oh, it's going to be a fun stream. What? I've been away. The cat's been racking up. Yeah. Okay. I... So. What's up? Hold on one second. I got to go take care Digimon of the cat. World? Keep talking. Don't worry. Digimon World Next Order. Has, was released in Japan on the Vita, March 17th, and will be released PlayStation 4 in January of 2017. It will also be known as Digimon Next Order International Edition, will be released in February. Right. Alright, so, oh, the PlayStation 4 North America date is January 31st.
0: Yes, I'm super excited.
1: Um, Story. The game story centers around two potential main characters, Japanese third-year high school students, um... Two characters. Because I am not doing this. I'm way too tired, everybody, and I'm so sorry. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Takoto was once a passionate uh, Digimon fan is in, in his youth, even becoming a runner-up in the national tournament, but since, um... But has since become more concerned with adolescent life and wondering about his future. Right. He and uh, Shiki, who's the other character, are transported to the digital world where they meet their Digimon partners, including Agumon, Gabumon, Bioman, and Palmon.
2: Yep. They are
1: joined on their journey by classmates um, Koda, whose partner is Gilamon, and Hamari, whose partner is Salamon, she nicknamed Rika. Okay. And that is all that they gave. It also got a 33 out of 40 score in Japan. Okay. And individual reviews rating on 8, 8, 9, and 8. And it is also the second highest selling game in the region during its debut week with with almost 65,000 copies sold.
0: You know, it's actually pretty huge, too, if you look at the other Digimon game, too.
1: Please tell me that if we choose to play the female, because we have two of them. Um, that you get Bioman and Palmon because so help me God I'm being the chick because Biomon is don't my baby. Know.
0: You may be able to just choose your ma- your characters based off of what you want to do.
1: I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's not the that big you, deal. Thank you, Wikipedia. You have explained everything. So, all right,
0: I guess <laughs> we can go into what you really want to talk about. I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna, am I'm gonna go ahead and go talk about Pokemon. Pokemon! I swear to God, if you're playing Pokemon without me.
0: I am not playing Pokemon without you.
1: Okay. So, I may or may not have been playing this almost the entire weekend and through the craft fair and not caring and totally geeking out. Right. So, um, Bird Babe is best babe. No hands, like, no competition there at all. Emo Bird Babe is adorably cute. And I have not gotten to my gigantic archer bird, babe, which will be the most amazing thing since sliced bread or since rechargeable batteries. Um, Nobody cares about Litton.
0: Oh, that's not true. You're on
1: the Poplio defense squad, you yep. freaking shelling nerd. Um, Pikapek is the cutest freaking bird I think I've seen in God knows how long. And I get a fucking toucan, man. And the cat is trying to eat my labels. I'm not caring because adorable birds. Yes. Um, I'm actually gonna go down and give my legitimate because this is way too amusing. Um, get ready for me to rant. All right, so we have Rolette, who's adorable burb. Datrix, emo adorable burb. Right. I I don't even actually know how to pronounce its evolved form, to be honest. Right. Dead bird. Which, by the way, cool trivia thing? Do you know why it's a ghost type? Why? Because the owl that it's based off is extinct. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's Little trivia super for you. Weird. Also, all three of the final versions of the starters are all RPG classes, respectively being archer, um, barbarian, and bard. If you haven't been able to figure that one out. Okay. Not wrestler. Um, Litton is Lolcat. Tora Cat is Tora Khan. And right. Incineroar is um the the freaking what's the monkey's name from whatchamacallit? Infernape. It it's a wannabe Infernape. Okay, um Poplio is circus plown. Briony is essentially the internet incarnate. Right. Because it can't decide what it wants to be. And um, I do have to say, Primarina is actually a pretty cool friggin' design. Right. If you actually look when it fights and everything, it does have different tendrils for its hair. So it is a pretty chill siren. Um, Pick-a-peck, it's just my adorable woodpecker bro. Trumbeak is actually kicking ass in my game right now. Because it can learn rock-type moves i know and it's fine it's it's awesome it can also learn flame charge yeah and i'm like word i can learn almost like all of your moves and it's pretty chill and to canon i haven't gotten yet but i'm gonna be so freaking happy when i get it oh young goose and Goomshus are respectively both donald trump (laughs) oh god i'm sorry it it's true um, Grubbin is fucking adorable and I saw yours. It's it's so cute. The chargebug, it it's like the little Disney zoom Tsum Sooms but even cuter. Yeah. Because it's a cube. Oh, and God. then Vickavolt, if you look at if I'm right with this, if you look at all the youngsters when they have their t shirts, it looks like a Vicavolt pattern. Mm-hmm. Like with the um the front little antenna claw nyang 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 right. thing horn thingies there we go in the front and it has the same patterning going down the side so it is really cool crab brawler it it was um i accidentally did a flying move because i thought it was going to be like um oh what is it the freaking um the crawfish one.
0: Oh, with right. With a star
1: on its head.
0: Oh, is that the one with the punching gloves
1: on its... Uh, crab, crab Brawler and cremnomidal. Okay. Are, yes, both... Oh, it's a fighting ice type. That's pretty chill.
0: That's actually really cool.
1: I did encounter my first Arigariga. Which one's that one? The bird, the dancing bird. And I found Pom Pom Style being my first. That's kinda cool. Um, it totally is. But I really want either the Bali style or the Sensu style. Right. So badly. The Pau mm. style I can pass on.
0: Which one did I'm sorry to interrupt, do you mind letting me know? <laughs> uh
1: Crabominable was the one you said that was the ice type? Yes. Crabominable is the evolved form of pro That's so weird. Is this an ice fighting? It's so cool. Like I I pulled it up on Bulbapedia. I'm on Serabi going down through the new stuff. Um, you know, you shouldn't
0: really spoil the game for a bunch of people.
1: It, it's already been out for long enough that people have it's already completed it. has been out for three days. People have already completed it with full dexes. What the hell are you kidding me for? Okay, fine. <laughs> well, okay, spoiler alert, everybody. But these are also ones that have been released through the trailers. Okay. Um, Cutiefly is fucking adorable. Right. And I finally have one. And it's just going to live inside my decks. It's going to live inside the box forever. Um, I'm not actually going to spoil the Evolve form of Q fly. I cannot find a rock ruff for the life of me, and I want one so right. badly. Can't find it. Um, washy. Oh my god, I tried to catch it and it wouldn't let me catch it at all.
0: And it just didn't want you to catch it?
1: Bingo. Gross. Okay, those I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Um, these are also the ones that I have personally encountered in the game already uh-huh. so i'm not going to say the ones that i haven't encountered which should give you just about where i am in the game for those who have gotten farther Mudbray can go die in its own little hole okay because i'm trying to get my pikachu and my pichu keeps going up against them and i know if i get like 10 battles done my pichu will evolve and i keep hitting Mudbrays. oh no So Mudbrays can all go die in a hole right mudsdale is massive because you get to see it up close right um, Dupiter? oh my god, it's the cutest new surskin. It really is. It's a water bug, and it's the cutest
0: thing in the world. You really need to stop going through every single new Pokemon. I haven't even played through the whole <sighs> entire game yet. Fine. I want a little bit of this to be, like, good for me I need to learn.
1: find out where to get a Wimpod, though.
0: Okay, keep it. That's where we're ending it for now. But, but, Derpy no. Don't care.
1: <sighs> Fine.
0: Can't spoil it. Okay, for me.
1: do you at least like the nickname of what she named Cosmog?
0: Yes, I love it. It's Nebby. Nebby is a nebula.
1: Nebby! 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 Nebby come home. Nebby is adorable. Uh-oh. I I'm literally getting like ransacked in messages.
0: So I think we're going to take a little bit of a break when we come back. What is that magic. thing? When we come back, we'll talk about magic stuff, guys.
1: Okay, yeah, we need to reset off Pokemon. All right, we'll be back. All right. Bye. Bye.
0: You're listening to The Roost Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back from break. Welcome back to Squawk Talk. So, for today, I have a specialist, uh, (laughs) quote-unquote, my buddy Matt, who plays more Commander than anything else. Say hi, Matt.
2: How's it going, guys?
0: So, uh, today we're going to be talking about the Commander 2016 products. For those of you that don't know out there, it is the four-color Commander decks. Woo!
2: (laughs) They're really good, sort of.
0: So, Matt, I'm going to bring up to you my most important question, right? Yeah. Yeah. How sad are you that they didn't just remake four-color commanders with Nephilim abilities?
2: Well, uh, I think every commander player uh, misses the fact that Nephilim aren't legendary, and uh, that's Marrow's biggest regret. But uh, they don't do that, unfortunately.
0: Now, I guess I could say this. Um, when when we're talking about like Ma- uh, Marrow t- like, looking at this type of stuff, do you think Mark Rosewater, Marrow, for everybody who's listening that doesn't know, when he's talking about, like, the Nephilim not being legendary, is that from, like, a commander standpoint? Is that from a flavor standpoint? Why do you think he regrets it so much?
2: Uh, well, I think he regrets it as a combination of the two. The Nephilim uh, were basically named things in Ravnica. And right. even though they didn't belong in the story uh, as much, they, they, they seemed like a deus ex machina, sort of, to, yeah. uh, to advance the plot. But they, they were unique enough in that to uh, be both legendary uh, for commander and this
0: right so um to kind of supplement the need for four colors in the format we got these 2016 decks so i guess we're going to talk about um each of them a little bit individually how we feel about the decks i guess you know what let's not even talk about the full decks themselves because we're going to be viewing this from a little bit more of a competitive standpoint but nothing breaking the bank yeah So, like, who gives you the most value for each commander, so on and so forth. So I guess the nice, the first one we could talk about is Atraxa, right?
2: Atraxa? Yeah, she's uh, really interesting. She opened up a lot of, uh, I don't want to say space for, like, planeswalker decks, but right. most people are dropping the red from their five-color commanders to have a, uh, a commander that actually interacts with all the planeswalkers that they're playing. It's really cool.
0: So, this was something that we talked about before. For those who don't know, Atraxa is a is everything but red, flying vigilance, lifelink, death touch. Yep. Right? And a 4-4? Yes. So, it's got a kind of meaty body, resistant to, like, Doomblade-type effects. Yep. Why not just play a Voltron?
2: Uh, well, it's not so much that you can't play a Voltron. It's just that people are trying to play the plurp. Proliferate effect to its fullest potential, right? And uh, you either give you either give her infect and attempt to kill people in two hits, or you can play uh, planeswalkers, which is what the more uh, uh, multiplayer oriented people are going to be doing, I think, for the most part. Well, yeah, because kind
0: of when you think about it, um, super friends is that type of deck. Uh, you know, when you're when you're running a bunch of planeswalkers, that kind of sneaks up on people. Yeah, and it's the closest that you can get to kind of like a prison deck,
2: without right. playing actual stacks elements. Uh, yeah,
0: it's the it's the polite way to play stacks.
2: I, I suppose you could say that, and I think the reason why that is is because Planeswalkers provides such incremental advantage like every turn yeah, every planeswalk you play gets better and better the more turns that it stays in play i mean obviously right. uh, but even discounting ultimates you just get so much uh, advantage from having uh, multiple turns of uh, activations
0: not just that but they're also almost on a different plane to play against <laughs>
2: yeah um like th- access? Th- there's a lot of different uh, th- there's a lot of ways to play around them as well and play with them that uh, people can get uh, pretty confused, I think. (laughs) Well,
0: I mean, the thing is, is that there's so many other interactions, right? So uh, an example of this would be during the Return to Ravnica block, right? When you could Rakdos return your opponent.
2: Yeah, you you can uh, redirect any non-creature damage, any damage to a player to a Planeswalker. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we talked about Atraxa, right? Atraxa, when it comes down to it, is really the... They were pushing for, like, the super friends general. Um,
2: uh, they, they were pushing for counters matters, well, I, yeah. I think. I mean, th- there's a lot of... If you take a look at the, uh, the partner commanders for them, mm-hmm. Rayhan, last of the Abzan. Right. And, oh gosh, let me uh, Was that the
0: Sidisi th- as well? Uh,
2: yeah, that's the one where there was the Naga. Um, oh, gosh. Those are both the uh, blue... Uh, the green black commanders right and let me just find the other one real quick this is i believe uh, the last shy ojutai dragon speaker
0: right the one that got plus one plus one counters whenever your opponent casts a spell
2: yeah so the uh, as the deck comes it's certainly not a planeswalker focused deck uh, it's the...
0: more of a like a plus one plus one counter you're trying to increment an advantage your guys that get bigger are yep. going to get a lot bigger due to her being out
2: yes and uh, there's a there's basically just a ton of things to uh, proliferate. Uh, mostly one one counters. Mm-hmm. Rayhan uh, basically gives all of your creatures modular. Right. Uh, if uh, nobody, if anybody doesn't know what that means, uh, whenever a creature with a plus one plus one counter dies, you can uh, move its counters to a different creature.
0: Which don't get me wrong, that actually sounds kind of cool from a casual standpoint.
2: Oh yeah, but um when it comes down to it unless you're actually doing a combo with it it can be a little slow
0: uh, yeah, right uh, the thing is is that you're not gonna do anything that outright wins you the game right away
2: yeah i agree
0: so um so we kind of covered the atraxa deck right yeah is there the anything part... really worth when you pick up the atraxa deck right yeah let's say you want to pick it up just for atraxa Okay. Is there any other card in there that you think really stands out value-wise that you should be adding into your four-color EDH deck?
2: Well, uh, looking at it, you've got Scavenging Ooze as a really good value creature. Right. You've got... Oh, dear. Uh, Master Biomancer is a very interesting casual card. Any amount of counters on it um, absolutely breaks uh, any creature combat war right Uh, you're you're gonna win every battle on the ground basically when you're playing biomancer if you can you know play stick biomancer
0: well um also be careful when you stick biomancer because that'll bring a lot of threat to you in a multiplayer game
2: absolutely uh a a very interesting card that i uh that, that they just made for this deck is deep glow skate it's four and a blue. It's a fish. Uh, it's a 3-3. Three, three. Mm-hmm. When it enters the battlefield, you can double the amount, the number of each kind of counter on any target permanent. Right. Any number of target permanents. Which so,
0: is super important. Like, if you're going for that Planeswalker deck, you're just like, hey, I'm going to slip this guy out there. Now and I can ultimate off my Planeswalker.
2: Every single one, for the most part. Uh, another very interesting card for a creature-oriented uh, Atraxa deck mm-hmm. uh, is Colonian Hydra. Uh, that's yeah, a, yeah. Uh, that card was super expensive for no real reason.
1: Well,
0: I mean, it was good during its time.
2: I mean, oh yeah, it was definitely well, it was good, but it still didn't see any play in its standard format, which is right interesting. Um, it's five mana for a zero zero. It enters with four plus one plus one counters, and whenever it attacks, you can double the number of plus one plus one counters on each creature you control.
0: Um, another good one that I see that's in the deck as well is Cathar's Crusade. Cathar's um, Crusade? Cathar. Yeah, Cathar. Cathar's Crusade. Yeah. Um, the idea behind that is is that as creatures enter the battlefield, you'll give a plus one, plus one to every other one of your creatures. And then finally, one of my favorites is Champion of Lambholt.
2: <laughs> that guy's a beast. Cards, it, the card is disgusting. It's uh, it it, it nobody really knows what it does uh, until you actually play play with it, and then and for such a small cost, the effect is absolutely huge.
0: Right. Um. Also, for the, uh, again, for the deep glow skate, just remember you're in white. Yeah. You can flicker that bad boy.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can. You can you know little little resto angel actions. Yeah, or even
0: uh, god, dead eye navigator. Uh. <laughs> And, like, you know, maybe a storage battery of some sort that, like...
2: Yeah, you could do that, and that's a good way to to make a lot of mana really quickly if you're playing uh, those.
0: Or, you know, uh, Everflowing Chalice or something like that. Oh,
2: yeah. No, that yeah. could work, too.
0: Oh, God. We're coming up with bad combos left and right. All right. So we talked about Atraxa. Yeah. Right? Uh, let's talk about uh, Kineos and Tyro.
2: Oh, boy, the big boys. Yeah, the
0: big burly men. Oh, yes. So uh, this was obviously meant to be the deck that you're kind of giving everybody a shot with, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's what you call a group hug deck for mm-hmm. uh, all you uh, uninitiated.
0: Basically, uh, you're trying to give everybody advantage. Everybody gets to play their fun stuff. And then you kind of just come out of left field and you kind of just scoop it up with your wing condition when they're not paying attention
2: yeah um while you're playing these types of decks usually you're counting on your opponents to to kill somebody and you're
0: kind of like a kingmaker
2: yeah you, you can play kingmaker and eventually you'll turn a corner where your group hug starts being like group hurt hopefully right and uh or where you
0: kind of just say you know i helped you out there maybe you, you should kill somebody else yeah especially because you guys don't get my benefits from uh
2: from from killing me
0: which actually, funny enough, if you're ever playing in a group in a in a pod with group help or group uh, hug, kill the group hug player. Yeah, usually. they they
2: won't like it. Uh, they'll stop playing group hug, which I think is a good idea because nobody likes group hug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because group hug allows very silly things to happen. I mean, okay.
2: I, I don't want to say nobody. No, there that... <laughs> there
0: are there are people that enjoy group hug, but there's always going to be one person at the table. Who's better than everybody else's deck there, and is going to sweep up because of it, and that's just what happens.
2: Oh yeah. Now, uh, as for individual cards in in the uh, group hug deck, this
0: one has a lot of good ones too.
2: A lot of good ones, and also one of the absolute worst failures from a design standpoint I've ever seen. Go ahead. Uh, I'm talking about Ludovic Necro Alchemist. Oh my lord. This that... card, uh, I I think. Marrow uh, Mark Rosewater came out and said that uh, making him Ludovic was an was totally a mistake, and if he could do it over, he would uh, definitely not uh, put him in this. Not 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 put him in the set. Uh, Ludovic is a three 0 one four in blue and red. At the beginning of each player's end step, that player may draw a card if a player other than you lost life this turn. Now, the reason why that card is Awful. First off, as an a commander, it helps your opponents way more than it helps you. It is it like, if your opponents hit anybody else, uh, they'll get to activate the effect first. So you uh, you can't even you you most likely can't even uh, damage your opponents on the turn that you play him that early in blue red. Right. Uh, It's just it, it doesn't evoke a sense of a necro alchemist at all. That it.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. At a certain point, you could argue with his color combination being like. You can say, "Well, I could see a design for a red-blue necro alchemist, right?"
2: Yeah, you, but you, not with that effect. Definitely not with that effect.
0: <laughs> Maybe if, like, I don't know, um, you create, you know, like you cast a spell. Uh, whenever you cast a spell, uh, you get a creature with power and toughness equal to, like, something in your graveyard or something. A zombie, specifically. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay.
2: that, that's the most important thing. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't interact with zombies. He's a yeah. necro-alchemist.
0: Or, or, you know, like, almost like a rise from the tides ability.
2: I could, I could even see it with, like, a super expensive activated effect with, with a rise from the tides, yeah. Where,
0: like, you get zombies equal to the number of instants and sorceries in your graveyard.
2: That that way spells matter, so he, you know that's the alchemist part, and the necro is where he's making the giant zombies. Yep. But this was just a, a bit. It was of a, mistake. a fail. It was oh, a yeah. fail sale. Yeah,
0: whatever you want to call it. Um, and then there was the gosh. Uh, there the was...
2: other blue-red partner is Krom, Ludovic's Opus, uh, and he is a five mana four four with flying and haste. Whenever an opponent casts his or her second spell each turn, draw a card.
0: I don't think this is that bad.
2: I, I don't
0: think it's good.
2: Is it better everything looks decent compared to a shiny turd like uh like Ludovic. But
0: But hear me out, right? It's a flying four four
2: with haste. With haste. Right? In in blue and red. That that's good. Yeah. Like
0: it is a it is a card, so like maybe if you paired it up with like the red white double strike commander, okay. or the blue white commander, the Ojutai's one.
2: Yeah, that that one. I I don't think that's even a great idea though. Uh, the The issue is that his effect just doesn't work. I'm I'm not. Yeah, unless your opponent's playing magic, like uh, blue
0: red like, doesn't want your opponent to do in the first
2: place. Yeah, I mean I mean blue it's, red it's, is a
0: restrictive color.
2: It's not that it's not a, a decent effect but compare it to jory and ruin diver yep. where you have control of what's going on as opposed to your opponent being in control of your effects.
0: I think the the only thing is is that you have to um if you remember it is in the group hug deck. Yeah. It was probably designed for group hug
2: in mind. I I, I don't know. That that's the thing. Like this this doesn't even scream group hub, hug to me.
0: Well, so like I feel like that if one of those abilities were mutually exclusive, right? So like if it was a 4/4 flying haste for 5, yeah. With some like menial ability that says when it enters the battlefield draw a card? Perfect.
2: Like it would be playable. Playable? I don't, I don't know about that. It it, it definitely needs it, it needs something but else. The
0: thing is is that that ability does not fit with a 4/4 flying haste.
2: It doesn't. Absolutely not. But apart from the, the fail, I don't even want to say failure, apart from the uh, issues with the partners, right? Uh, this deck is actually a very interesting, uh, it's a well-built deck uh, because you've got a lot of uh, ways to interact with your opponent, mm-hmm. um, a lot of ways to, to share the love with stuff like a, an Oath of Druids reprint yep um you've got a couple of different win conditions whether it's passing around a uh one of your giant guys with an assault suit uh there's which also
0: psychosis crawler in the psychosis
2: set. crawler is a disgusting way to win the game if anybody remembers the uh last year's commander decks with uh misics yep was it uh, the only, the best way to, that I've ever uh, won with that deck was to right of Replication kicked a Psychosis Crawler. Right. And then just drew uh, then I think I Stroke of Genius or, like or something. For like four or something like that. For four and then, a, then somebody dies. And yeah. you just keep doing it. You don't even need to You don't even need to play magic. You just draw cards. It's that's, so dumb. That's what everybody loves to do.
0: Well, I mean, that's what Blue Red loves to do.
2: Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but in addition to that you've got a lot of things that uh, encourage your opponents to attack other people right uh you've got edric you've got oh gosh. you got windborne muse windborne muse Kazool Kazool's yeah. a hilarious card
0: oh my gosh Kazul and multiplayer i forgot about that card
2: <laughs> uh Cazool is a five mana four four whenever a creature your opponent controls attacks you mm-hmm. they have to pay four i think or, or it's pay either, three pay three otherwise you get a 4-4 four, four.
0: not just that but there's also a salt suit yeah that's what so I'm you saying. could give other people like your your 4-4 four, four.
2: yeah and then they've got a then they swing at anybody but you
0: yeah and you still control a salt suit yep so that's always good so you can always permanently give it to someone by oh no you can't because they have to give it back to you
2: yeah eventually you get it back but uh the, I mean, and also, you don't want to give it to them because if they control Salt Suit, they can attack you.
0: No, I'm saying... Uh, or the creature. You give them the creature.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, and then you'd get it back. That's actually pretty funny.
0: You get a... Well, yeah, exactly, because <laughs> the Salt Suit falls off.
2: No, it, does, it doesn't All fall right. off. What I, what I mean is, uh, if they're equipped with a Salt Suit and your opponent controls it, uh, it controls yeah. the creature but not the suit, you get the creature back and can still attack anybody that's not... a. Uh, it's not you and That's not you
0: <laughs> that's really good alright so <laughs> let's talk more about um so this this deck is a good value to pick up it also has a homeward path in it yeah homeward path is a good staple for people who like whose play groups have finally figured out that bribery is a card <laughs> mind control is a card
2: control um, magic
0: I think the the one thing that I I ever did against someone the, the one what, with the homeward one path thing? yeah like the best thing right yeah first game i'm playing this is back when i was playing like uh god what's his name Zergo, right so turn one faithless looting i discard uh god worm coil engine something else that doesn't matter and then my opponent goes all right i'm gonna reanimate your worm coil engine <laughs> and i'm like okay and then my turn comes around and i'm like homeward path i'll take back my worm coil engine
2: that's it's pretty brutal uh. it's
0: it's really good that's why playing this is a point that I kind of want to get across. We talk about this all the time. Playing stuff in magic that depends on your opponent's deck isn't really that good.
2: no, uh, especially when you know you've got cards. I mean, it's not that reanimate focuses on your opponent.
0: No, but I'm talking about like uh stuff that depends on your opponent's choices, right? So yeah, like
2: browbeat yeah, the the browbeat type cards are are never are, are almost never a good idea.
0: I mean like Sim Prodder's okay.
2: Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it a good EDH card, though.
0: No, I'm just saying in general, oh. uh, it's an okay card. Yeah, but at the end of the day, finally! you're really get to what's up, Chelsea? I finally got my
2: Pikachu! There right. you go.
0: So, uh, so at the end of the day, your opponent always kind of gets what they want out of it. Yeah. There's one exception for this though. What's that? Factor fiction.
2: Yeah, factor fiction is well, I mean, the only reason why that is, is because At the end of the day it you have a choice. It doesn't affect your opponent. It affects um it 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 affects you, like your cards. Right. So you're you you also get to make the final decision as opposed to your opponent. So right. you're gonna you're always gonna pick the best option. Yep. Um and, and I guess that's 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 the issue with your opponent's choice cards, that they pick the best option for them. Um, and you, you always want to put them in a situation where they can't make a good choice.
0: So, uh, next deck, right? Next deck, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we keep going all over the place with this. And the next deck is the Brutal Hostility. Brutal
2: Hostility.
0: What's <laughs> Saskia? Saskia. Saskia? Saskia,
2: whatever. Saskia. Saskia? Open Saskia? Hostil- Saskia, yeah, the unyielding. Yep. Uh, open Hostility. Uh, notable cards out of this saskia
0: saskia saskia saskia
2: she is super good yeah uh four mana one of each not blue vigilance haste is a three four uh when she enters the battlefield you choose a player and whenever you deal combat damage to Mm -hmm. a player you also deal that much damage to your chosen player uh basically what that means is if you're playing 1v1 you hit somebody for double damage if you're playing in multiplayer you hit two people
0: uh, no, if you're playing in multiplayer, you hit one person for double damage.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> when it comes down to it. <laughs> whatever.
0: Yeah, but um, the cool thing about this is is that this is the deck I ended up choosing, the one that I built a deck out of Yep. in R1v1 formats. Even when I played it in multiplayer, I never felt like I had a bad choice with a person that I was choosing.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think that Saskia will single-handedly put Aggro Commander uh, on the map as far as, uh, you know, competitive goes.
0: I think the only other one that actually got close to being aggro and competitive, like Commander, was, uh, my lord, what's the two-drop?
2: Rada. No.
0: The two-drop uh, guy with haste. Black-green?
2: Black-skullbriar?
0: Yeah, Skullbriar.
2: Skullbriar the Walking Grave. Yeah, uh, because
0: you just played him second turn. And then you constantly just did stuff that just hit people in the face. I
2: guess. I I don't know. But
0: that deck never really went anywhere because stuff like uh, Black Sun Zenith was played so long.
2: For so much, yeah. uh, For all of you who don't know, uh, Skullbriar keeps his counters wherever he is. Uh, Well, if he's in the command zone, basically. Right.
0: Oh, no, no. Any zone that he's in. Any zone. So if you
2: manage to get his power and toughness to uh, negative with... um, uh, minus one, minus one counters, he just couldn't be played. Yeah, and... you
0: can't... Well, I mean, he can hit the field, but he'll die every time.
2: Yeah, he, he, just, he just comes in and dies. About as useful as any old black-green aggro commander. Exactly. Uh, out of this deck, some of the best cards... Uh, the new cards, actually, are Conqueror's Flail.
0: Oh my gosh, this thing's great.
2: Uh, it's a two-mana equipment that gives... Uh, the equipped creature plus 1 plus 1 for each color among permanents you control. Yep. And uh, it gives your opponent uh, it gives your creature the grand arbiter effect.
0: Yes, the, is that the one where you can't play you, you can't, can't play, play spells on your opponent's, your opponent's turn. turn. The only downside to it is that you cannot play ability. You could still play abilities during your opponent's turn. Yeah. The uh the biggest problem that I've had when I've made this custom deck is Maze of Ed.
2: Mazavith is an amazing card. Um, Let's see. Other great cards in this deck. You've got Brutal Horde Chief. Yes. Um, Oh, gosh.
0: Quirion Explorer is pretty decent. Korean Explorer? The two drop that taps for a color of your...
2: Uh, that any for I'll any order. mana, a mana of any color that a land your opponent controls could produce. Yep. I mean, that's fine. Uh, I'd
0: rather play Birds of Paradise, but
2: I'd rather play one of the nine or so one-drop, uh, one or two-drop ramp spells that isn't that right. Um, Boros Charm. Boros Charm an amazing card. Um.
0: Oh, uh, my highlight that I've played. Yeah. Order in chaos.
2: Order in chaos is order
0: slash slash chaos. <laughs> Uh the, uh the you don't even care about order, all you care about is chaos.
2: Creatures can't block for 3 mana. It's um pretty great. It's yeah, it is. Uh if you were going to turn this into a slightly more competitive deck, uh I would definitely see uh see about putting in Furnace of Wrath. Yep. Uh
0: Dictate of the Fall fo- or Dictate of the Twin uh,
2: Gods. Twin Gods, yep. And um what's what's the other one? What's Gratuitous Violence?
0: The uh, only problem with Gratuitous Violence is that it has 3 red in the mana cost, so yeah. be careful.
2: Yeah uh what that does is it just it turbocharges your double damage um into
0: quad damage
2: no yeah it does go to quad damage doesn't it yeah because you you double double no no, double than double it turns one into four yeah no it turns one into six six yep right because Because
0: it goes to one uh, one to two then so
2: then two to four except you add them because uh, your creature deals double combat damage and so, then like, you double you, the double
0: so then that would be six, so
2: six times damage
0: yes six times damage. wait no because like if you do three damage right yeah it would be doubled so it technically Turns does to six, six damage but then so when you deal six damage that'll be doubled so that'll be 12, 12 damage, damage so that's four times no. Three you times. you
2: deal 6 damage. Oh, right, plus six And six then and you five. plus 12. Yeah. So you so deal 18, 18 damage off so your 3. Plus 6. Yep. You're dealing 6 times damage yeah, we've, per we've one of these. Yeah, we've heard this
0: discussion multiple times.
2: The card's like that that's an insane amount of damage for for something that could be curved into.
0: Right, well, especially because like you're naturally hitting the stuff. You're not it, it's not hard to do in the stack at
2: all (laughs) no like the
0: only thing you have to worry about is your colors if you can get your colors set for your four colors you're good
2: yeah once once you hit your colors it's uh it's smooth sailing basically
0: um other fun stuff for like more casual players i love stalking vengeance
2: stalking vengeance is a really good card uh eros god of victories in the stack everybody loves the gods and uh any reprints for them are uh are, are, are really good clan uh,
0: defiance is pretty great
2: clan defiance is okay um if you're looking at the financial aspect uh this one is not your best bet
0: yeah do not get this one if you're looking to make money off of it
2: um uh, there's just not so many uh th- there, there aren't actually any valuable cards besides the conquerors flail and saska um other than that your notables are lightning greaves skull clamp um yeah, that's about it, actually. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> oh, and, and Boros Charm. Yeah, Boros Charm is a four dollar card, guys.
0: Yeah, I know that's <laughs> that's really strange. All right, next one's one of your favorite. Oh, and Uprising with
2: Entrop- Yidris. And Uprising with Yidris is the uh, four color, not white, which which has a chaos theme. Right. Um, competitive cards in this Thrasios Triton Hero is one of the two blue-green partner commanders. Yep. Uh, he is the first colorless source of repeatable draw out of the command zone. Right. Uh, what that means, uh, he, he has two mana for a 1-3, blue and green. You could pay four to scry one and reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it into the battlefield tapped. Otherwise, you draw a card. What that means is if you manage to make infinite colorless mana, you just draw your deck. And once you yeah. draw once you draw your deck, there's I think six or seven ways for you to win the game. Uh just straight off that. Yeah, just straight off that. My favorite is either Lab Maniac or you can uh, if you made infinite blue mana, you can blue sun zenith them to death. And then your well, next one. You don't opponent... even
0: have to make infinite blue mana. You could just make triple blue mana.
2: Yeah, if you can make triple blue mana, you could win a one v one.
0: Or you know, you could uh what's the other one? The the old blue sun zenith?
2: Uh, stroke of genius. Yeah, stroke of genius. Yeah, and you could do that for one blue, which you obviously will have off of either a lotus petal or or something or a land drop for the turn.
0: It's just a great thing to do. Also, you know, you're forgetting the the one big thing about that. What's that? Remember, you reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a land, you put it onto the battlefield.
2: It only comes in tapped though. Oh, so if, if you if you play like uh, angular vigor, yeah, but that,
0: uh, then again, that may not even be worth playing. No, you could uh, play something like time spiral.
2: You could play something like Time Sparrow. That'll untap a lot of lands. Or turnabout. Turn, yeah. Turnabout's even better. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. That's actually in my deck list. Now that I think about it. Uh,
0: uh, the deck. So let's talk about the list. The list comes with Chromatic Lantern.
2: Chromatic Lantern is a good value card. Uh, it's been. Well, it, it's only seen one. This is the first reprint that this card has ever seen, and it was. Uh, it was actually getting pretty far up there for uh, only a commander staple. It was like what five or six bucks.
0: Especially yes, especially because um. It was one of the higher staples.
2: Yeah. Uh, every multicolor... I think every multicolor Commander deck should be running a, a, a Command Sphere. Or Commanders... uh, f- uh, uh command- Or
0: Chromatic Lantern. Chromatic Lantern. There yeah, we go. It. Yeah,
2: the co- Commander Sphere is the next card on the list, which is why I'm getting a little confused. But,
0: uh, commander Sphere is actually pretty great, too. Oh, yeah.
2: It's a good replacement for uh, Chromatic Lantern if until you don't have you one. Get, yeah, until
0: you get <laughs> I also... I mean, I personally like it in a lot of blue decks because it allows you to draw... Is as that like last ditch effort?
2: Yeah, yeah you can definitely do that. Um,
0: <sighs> people used to play dark steel ingot in that place.
2: Yeah, dark steel ingot is not as good as either of those. Thank God. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the other thing is, is that there's a nephilim in there.
2: Yep, this is the only deck that actually got a, a reprint of the nephilim, and uh, the glint eye is the name of this one, and it is a four mana two two, which isn't so great yep but whenever it deals combat damage to a player you draw that many cards and you can pay one and discard a card to give him plus one plus one till the end of turn
0: can we talk about how psychotog's not in this deck
2: you know i think everybody should be talking about how psychotog isn't in this deck this deck
0: needs a psychotog
2: it doesn't really though actually now that i think about it not really the theme (laughs) is chaos and that's not a very chaotic card
0: no it's not
2: um as as far as chaos goes, the reason why this deck is chaos is because the general, the four mana five four with trample, whenever it hits your opponent, it, your spells get cascade this until the end of turn. Well, Cas- the spells from yeah. your hand anyway. Right. Uh, now, this n- not only does this is this amazing. Like any any two drop you get will get you a one drop, so on and so forth. So on and so forth. But if you hit your opponent with her multiple times. You get multiple cascades.
0: Yeah, because it, uh, it adds on to it. Yep. So you could play um, double strike cards. You could play cards that give...
2: Uh, extra combat steps. Right. Uh, any of those uh, give basically an incredible value out of uh, Yidris if you can hit them with her. Yep. Um, it uh, The deck's got... So, some of the new cards that the deck has are uh, dr- not Dragon Mage, but Runehorn Hellkite. Yep. Uh, Which
0: is almost like Dragon Mage.
2: Almost like Dragon Mage. It's a wheel of fortune from the graveyard. Uh it's a six mana five five flyer, and when it's in the graveyard, you can pay six mana to exile it and uh discard each player discards their hand then draw seven.
0: There's also the uh another good card that's in there. Oh. if I can pull it up.
2: What card? Oh there is Dragon
0: Mage in there. Yeah, Dragon Mage is in there. That's... Uh Past in Flames.
2: Past in Flames is a yeah, it's a reprint that uh we haven't seen yet. Mm. Uh
0: it's uh one that was actually super needed,
2: Yep, yeah, necessary for your modern storm deck for your legacy storm deck, and for your e d h storm deck too if you uh if you if want you're to go that sick rep. enough to do that,
0: so I think that's good for that deck that deck's probably one of the ones that you wanna pick up if you wanna go for value Nah, uh, uh, actually
2: if I had to pick one of these decks for yeah, uh for, for value, tank. that would be Breya, which we're uh, which we're about to go into next, yeah.
0: So let's go into Brea.
2: Brea is the four color, not green, artifact deck. Uh, it basically, you can when she enters the battlefield, you make some Thopters. You could sacrifice two artifacts to either deal lightning bolt a player or kill or deal minus four minus four to a creature or gain some life. Uh, Brea, not so amazing unless you've got infinite mana. Right, uh, she's a great. She's a great outlet for infinite mana uh, if you're playing uh, that type of combo deck. Otherwise, you know, I would leave her at home or just play her for her colors.
0: I mean, honestly, I
2: I think she's actually really good value. Value? I mean, you mean like just playing her uh, straight out? Playing her straight out
0: as a general, right?
2: Yeah. Four mana. Uh gets two dudes. So you've got six six power and six toughness for Stat, uh...
0: you know and and. Like eventually pay two mana, sack your like winter orb, kill a guy. I game. guess
2: then um, bring it
0: back with like goblin whatever,
2: goblin uh, welder. Yeah, goblin welder. Not whatever. Yeah, goblin welder. Cards amazing. Uh, you know,
0: like little stuff like that.
2: I guess yeah. Um, she certainly plays well with uh, most artifact effects because a lot of your uh, competitive artifact cards sacrifice to uh, sacrifice artifacts to do stuff. Yep. Or bring artifacts back. Um, notable cards out of this, you've got Baleful Strix. You have Silas Wren. Uh, he's one of the partners in this deck. He's a yes. three mana two two with Death Touch. Whenever he deals combat damage to a player, you can choose an artifact in your graveyard and cast it. That's uh, it, it's really it, once again the, the deck's like a value deck. Right. Uh, you, there's no combo finish because it's obviously a pre made. But uh, you can generate a lot of card advantage by, you know, getting back a Baleful Strix or what else can you get? Solemn Simulacrum. Or
0: a Sphinx's Summoner,
2: maybe. Yeah, Sphinx's Summoner. Sharoom the Hegemon. You cast a Sharoom off of your Silas Wren and then get back another artifact. That's just, it's insane value. It's really good. Yeah.
0: Um, Let's see, what else was there? You know what's not in here, which I'm surprised about? What? Give me a sec. I'm gonna find which card I'm thinking about. Well, what does it deal? Do? Oh God, uh, Salvage Titan.
2: Salvage Titan. You mean the one where you could sacrifice three artifacts to return yeah, to, to the, return the battlefield to back- tap? Yeah. That's interesting. I would think they would. Put, I mean, I know it's soon, but Metalwork Colossus could definitely be a card in this deck.
0: Definitely, especially because of how easily it is to cast. Oh
2: especially yeah. Especially
0: because you know, you know, at the end of the day, you could sack it to like, uh, to the general, right, Brea. And then hit someone with your with your like blue green guy or blue oh, blue black guy and then replay it for, like nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah, because uh, he still gets his cast uh, reduction in the graveyard. Even in the graveyard. So yeah. if you're if you're looking to play this deck out of the box, uh, Metalwork, uh, Metalwork Colossus is one of the uh, first cards I would go to stick in.
0: There's another card too that's super good in this deck, and that you could pick up for cheap for this deck. Oh, if you're looking to turn the curve a little bit lower. Right to yeah. like one drop artifacts, zero drop artifacts, stuff like that. Like where you get a lot of stuff out that's just you know you sack to the to Brea to do stuff. Uh, there's a two drop Artificers something where you could pay a blue, discard an artifact, get one for
2: Artificers intuition. Yep, Artificers intuition. Or something intuition. Like that. I, I don't know. Uh, one of the, one, there's a famous Legacy player who uh, plays all these oddball decks, and that was one of his uh, his pet projects.
0: But I think this was, uh, all right, Matt, I think we got to actually call it because we're getting really over oh, time. Oh, I'm sorry. That's
2: okay. No, we were having fun talking about oh, commander. Talk, yeah, I could talk about this stuff forever.
0: So <laughs> let's, uh, if you had to choose a commander out of yeah. all of these, right? Yes. One commander. One commander. One commander. Or actually, let's let's not talk about the commanders that you chose. Yeah. Right? Let's say you had to choose, you could choose a pair, right? I got to choose a pair? You could choose a pair or yeah. you could choose one. But you have to build one, uh, not one that you're currently making. Okay. What would you build and why?
2: Uh, if I had to build any one of these commanders, I would definitely have to build uh, a Traxa. Uh, it's just there's so much fun to be had in Planeswalker decks, and I think right. that's that, that's definitely the right direction to go. Uh, and I've never actually gotten a chance to play a uh, a Planeswalker deck before, so yeah, I would I would definitely build her.
0: Uh, <laughs> for me, it would be. I would do a partner deck. Oh. With Vile Smasher. Yeah. And Silius Wren. Silas Wren and Vile Smasher Ren. for those
2: Grixis uh, spells, I guess.
0: So, what I'm talking about with this is that you play like the guys that, uh, everything that has, you know, affinity for artifacts.
2: Okay. Okay. And, and then you cast it. them for cheap and Vile Smasher punches them in the face. For a lot of
0: damage, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, that would be my choice. so i think we are good for this week thank you so much matt for being on of course uh we will bring you on probably for the next magic related thing which will probably be aether revolt maybe who knows or maybe we'll talk more commander stuff because commander is always fun to talk about commander is
2: always fun to talk about
0: (laughs) so thank you guys so much for listening to squawk talk this week uh we will be back next week with a whole con update with chelsea um Probably more Pokemon. Always Pokemon every week.
2: So much Pokemon.
0: There's no avoiding Pokemon. You can't do it. Chelsea's been sitting in the corner playing Pokemon while we've been chatting.
2: I really like Pokemon.
0: We're probably going to uh, bring up another mic so that we can have three people on at once. Mm-hmm. To talk about Pokemon. To talk about Pokemon. And then, uh Yeah. Uh, feel free to leave us a comment down below, telling us how you like this stuff
2: and what your favorite Pokemon is,
0: and how many times a day that you actually play Pokemon
2: or say the word Pokemon
0: or think about Pokemon, Pokemon or eat Pokemon mac and cheese.
2: Yeah. Oh my god, there's Pokemon mac and cheese. Yes, there, there is Pokemon there was mac and cheese. Like
0: forever ago, we ate it all. Yeah. Sorry. Bastards. Alrighty, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.